everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. Hi, guys. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to the pod, people. We're trucking through. We're almost finished. We're on our third to last episode. Yeah, it's been such a fun season and Mm. it did go by pretty quick. Yeah, it's it's hard to believe. Yeah, we launched, I guess, in October and then we'll be wrapping up in March. Mm -hmm. And I had some two people discover for the first time. It was cute last week so one of them messaged me and been a student of mine a long time and was like this podcast do you recommend (laughs) they i guess they listened to the meta meditation one do you recommend i do it from the beginning or go backwards so that really made me happy Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I have had people in Miami come to my class very slowly but surely and be like, oh, you have a podcast? I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) So it's fun to get the word out there um, and and to have a little bit more people tune in and we can get more feedback and grow the community. So we're super excited. And today we're giving you a different exploration of the subtle body. Yes. And chakras, um, really briefly, these are like, um, this is kind of a concept that we all get trained in. Usually it's more of an advanced yoga training, but we get a brief overview in our 200 hour certifications, the chakra system. And then I was fortunate enough to go to India to train in the chakras. So I did 50 hours of chakras in India for my 300 hour, and it was one of my favorite things ever. And I I sequenced through the chakra system for probably three to four years. Yeah. Did you, how did you land into the chakras? I guess before we kind of define what they are. I arrived through a very different way because there was no chakra training in my first trainings that I did. And when I started to work in Reading, there was a woman called Sarita Linda, and she was teaching a style of yoga that's called Svarupa Yoga. And it's very deeply restorative, lots and lots of props. And she was very well-versed in the chakras. And what she would do is once a month, she would host a workshop solely on the one. So it was a whole day where you did everything for the root and then moving up the energetic body. Then... In conjunction with that, I started my Reiki training. And so I learned through Alyssa how to address the chakras as gateway into the subtle body and into someone's energy. So more so the esoteric route, if you will, rather than the yoga sequencing route, which is kind of interesting because typically for us, it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. where I'm the very like body based and you've done all the right. mysticism and all this stuff. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um I know. And then I I really fell into it with the psychology behind it. And we'll talk about that after the fact, though. Yeah. So I, the yoga was in there. Um, and for me, the chakra system, like defining it is it's really when you said subtle body, it's kind of an overlay of your energy body and a map. I really like to say that works from your pubic bone or your feet all the way up out through the crown of your head. Uh, and it's it lists these seven points that line your spine 
and they represent these seven chakras that are energy centers or wheels that are kind of spinning vortexes mm -hmm. out and they have different colors and different traits um and very briefly we'll just say kind of what they are so you have yeah. your root chakra which is your base chakra the color red your second chakra is your um hips your creativity your sacral chakra which is orange your solar plexus at your solar plexus chakra is yellow which is right above your belly button and then your heart chakra is right at your sternum but a little bit over to the left often depicted as green your throat chakra at your throat is often depicted as blue and then you have your third eye which is at the center of your two brows which is depicted as indigo um, right at your forehead and about two inches in and then your crown chakra overhead which is either violet or white light um which is your crown so and what i'll do is i'll put in the episode description a link to a picture so for those of you that may not be familiar with the concept or with that map of the body then you can click on it and get a visual yeah and this is really a foundational um i think you know a foundational concept in many yoga practices many yoga teachers the chakra system is pretty well known uh, in many well-rounded classes kind of I've read I've read tons of books where it moves through the chakra system mm -hmm. so people that are attending a class you will notice the overlay that the class starts maybe a bit more grounded in your bottom chakra it gets a little hippie you move up the chain you feel into your core more fire which is your third chakra you move into back bends usually in a yoga class there's usually at least one back bend which is your heart chakra and then you have forward folds which is usually throat and third eye a little bit of meditation is third eye and then shavasana is of course the crown chakra so a very well tailored class has components of working through this chakra chain yeah would you agree yeah totally and I think that without really knowing it, when one of those elements is missing, the students know without being like, oh, it wasn't complete or we didn't do any backbends. It just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't hit home in the body in the same way that a class that has all these components would. Yes. And I think that's very important because that speaks to the energy body mm -hmm. that, um, sometimes it isn't in our conscious that the conscious thought that that this energy body is a layer deeper um that's why energy work is really important because some people can't just articulate their their needs or what they need to work through but if you can heal through energy or work through energy or take a yoga class that does hit all seven chakra centers there's a likeliness that you're going to be able to work through some shit i yeah. think uh so i think that's important to really highlight is there are other ways to get where you're going it doesn't have to be the obvious like i have a problem and how do i fix it it can be <laughs> subtle right yeah uh so it's it's and that's where reiki and some of these things that we'll talk about a little bit later um but i think the chakras themselves for me and 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 you tell me your thoughts but um on getting to know them quote unquote 
I think that they have very defined characteristics and we're not going to go into the complexities of them, <laughs> but they're all, they're simple and they're very complex. But I think for the sake of simplicity and 30 minutes, yeah. you know, we, not 50 hours, um, <laughs> we define them briefly. Yes. Do you want to go through the chakra chain and kind of like, what is the first chakra? What's the takeaway? Yeah. And I think that there can be some difference in interpretation too, depending on who you learn from and how you work with them. So know that like what I say that isn't the truth is just my truth. And there's a big difference between the two. So um, the root chakra is the first one. And like Jared said earlier, it sits at your tail. And the color associated with it is red. Now, when I talk to people about their root chakra, I typically will do that in a one-on-one scenario, um, more so through energy healing. Mm -hmm. But what I tell them is that's them. It's them, how they feel themselves into the world, their relationship with their self-worth, their sense of being grounded, and the things that are really close and will contribute to the establishment of who you are as a person and how you interact into the world. Mm -hmm. So does that make sense? Yeah. And and then I think a layer to it is it's it's your tribe. It's tribal. It's primitive. So I always connect it maybe a little bit to family or belong, you know, like there's a family component to your root. Yeah. But it would be family. I always say blood. Yes. You know, yeah. not like your vibe attract your tribe and you yes. have like 20 right. girlfriends, right? So like we're talking blood related people. And like I said, typically that's the people who pass down the values to you. And that's why they're there because they help you shape your vision of the world. And you can have many different things happening with your energy centers. But if we keep it to a very basic level, it could be overactive or underactive and it's very straightforward to think okay well the name of the first chakra is the root chakra and if we think about roots what happens if we don't have enough roots well then we are always on the move and we're probably not grounded enough and then if we are on the other way around where it's overactive if we have too deep of roots then we can't embrace change it becomes very difficult for us to navigate life and we become a little stuck yeah yeah i love that yeah so that's that would be the first one do you want to do the second one we can switch back and forth yeah so the second one is the sacral so it's at your hips um or your reproductive organs where they're housed and it is the color orange and this is really your pleasure center so it's things that give you pleasure it is your creativity it is your relationship with other people. Uh, I always, I mean, it can be quite a complex one, but for the sake of today, it's more how you interact with the, with the world. And then your creative center, some of your sexuality, those that type of thing. Yeah. So typically closer relationship, close friends, partners, like you said, creativity, relationship with money, and then sexuality, all these things live there. So it makes for a very interesting 
Yeah, it's a it's a pretty complex one, I would say. Center, yeah. Less obvious. And I think what you said is really important for people because we'll talk about what you do with this information, but overactive, underactive is a good way to, to try to look at each chakra. Um yeah. So what do you think with the third one? So the third one is your solar plex, which like Jared said, sit pretty much at the center of your torso and has the color yellow. And I call it your power center. So that is where your community lives. Mm-hmm. And that is your general sense of power and direction. That is where you will find your drive, your desire to interact with those people that are within your circles, right? The people that you work with, how you interact with them, how you present to them, how you interact into the world and where you drive your power from and how you express it. Yes. Yes. Sense of confidence is there Mm -hmm. um, or lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah. And typically for people, what I've been finding is that's a very black and white one. It's either over or it's under, but it's, you know. Yes. I recently, I did some energy work recently and on someone and her third chakra was like the image that came to mind was like it was like you said it's so black and white it was this this bucket pulling out of a well but it was this orb of light was smut like just encased in water so it was like the the self-confidence was not really there it was there but or the power, but it was doused. Down, yeah. Well, you're right. It, I think it is either there or or not there. And it's a hard one to keep, I find, in balance because it, it shifts so much. Like we consistently shifts our relationship. There's always something going on in yeah. our lives on the broader spectrum. And I feel like that's kind of like, a that's a big one and it's a big receiver. So there's a lot of bouncing around with it. Um but yeah, so that's number number three. What about the heart space? The heart space. So I always like to say it's at your sternum, but then over to the left, since anatomically the heart does sit a little more to the left. Mm-hmm. So even when I end class, I always have them prayer hands to the heart, but then over to the left a little bit. <laughs> um, and it is usually associated with the color green. And for you know, it, for today's simplicity, I always say it's how you give and how you receive love. Yeah, And all the complexities of giving and receiving, meaning there's patience, there's vulnerability, there's reverence, there's devotion. So, so it's it's kind of your love epicenter, mm-hmm. um, compassion, forgiveness, all yeah. big, big concepts in the heart, I think, or not big concepts, but big processes. Yeah. Would you agree? And- Oh, yeah. And as you can tell, they kind of build up on each other. So it kind of goes up your field of awareness where it starts with you and your grounding and it kind of moves up to like, okay, your close relationship, your creativity. How do you express your creativity? How do you create your power? And then when we feel we're in a place of balance with those lower center of energy, it is easier to open ourselves up. And they will, t- they, like, who is they? But um, people that have studied the chakras will say that the heart is the great mediator between the upper and lower chakras. And that the lower system is really your relationship with yourself. Like you just said, in the more denser aspects of the chakras, like they're 
quote unquote easier to grasp and understand. And then the heart kind of is the mediator between when you move up, it's a little bit more esoteric. It's a little bit less. It's about you, but it's less tangibly about you and more yeah. about outward expression. Well, it's interesting because the next center up is the, the throat chakra. And that is such an important one. It's probably one of that I prefer that I really like to work with because I feel it's often forgotten, but it's so important because that is the way that you speak your throat because all of the bottom center are about your life in this world. Mm-hmm. And the upper two, which we'll talk about after, are your sense of connection. And they meet at the throat. And that's where your truth comes out because it's a mix of both. And so the throat chakra is your ability to speak your truth. And I always tell people sometimes we don't want to tell a lie, but if we're not in a good place, if we have our vision or our perspective skewed, the things that we say or that we see are not necessarily the truth, you know, they just are a result of our circumstances. Also, there lies our ability to listen. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And to listen to others, but to to the universe, to ourselves, to really deep listening. Um, So that is That's a really cool one. Yeah, I like the third chakra. Um, And people may note that you may have physical ailments centering around these centers. And they may be related to the chakra that is deficient or overactive. And there's a really good book, which we've plugged before, which is Anatomy of the Spirit. So good. really does talk about the health component Mm -hmm. to it. So people can check that out. Um, and then you have your sixth chakra, which is the space between your brow. And I always say it's about an inch inward on your forehead. And this is usually an indigo color. And I always love what Laughing Lotus called it, which is your command center. Mm-hmm. So like in Star Trek, how there's like you're up at the front of the ship. Yeah. I think that's so relevant because it's really about how you view the world how you interpret information, how you reflect and have insight or lack thereof. It's your thoughts, it's your dreams. I think it is also a relatively complex one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your perception of things exists in your third chakra, um, which I really love. And I'll point this out because I've mentioned this is sometimes I think the chakra systems pair up a little bit. And I think that oftentimes your third when you said your third like your third chakra your power sometimes is also connected to your voice mm-hmm. so people who are deficient in their power center tend to also not be vocalizing um their voice and i always say second chakra has a lot to do with your fourth chakra yeah so your relationships with other people and your ability to love uh, i think is really important so sometimes i pair them off but i think the sixth chakra is really quite a complex one um it's where meditation exists like you know Mm -hmm. contemplation do you have anything to add with six chakra no yeah yeah it's it's not it's up for personal discovery i think that when you get to six and seven 
whatever we say, <laughs> you know, our general guidelines, but the way to access that is exactly like you said, through meditation, through energy work, through introspection. And it takes a while and it takes what it takes more than time. It does take time is also a willingness mm. to be challenged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I find often that people don't have that willingness or it takes a long time to come and that's okay. Yeah. If you think about our world, so many people have a really deficient um, six chakra because mm -hmm. we are so, if we look at politics. Oh, let's not. <laughs> won't, but the people that can't see other people's points of view do not have an active third eye, you know, six mm -hmm. chakra. They do not, because that is the ability to see someone else's point of view. It's not, you don't have to accept it, but you're able to, to take that POV. Yeah. And last but not least is your crown. And the simple way that I communicate that is your, your sense of connection. And I think that in order to be able to establish a connection with whatever you want to call it, I call it the universe. You can call it God. You could call it it, whatever you want to call it, um, in order to establish that connection, the first thing that you need to do is to be very connected with yourself because mm -hmm. source isn't really going to be able to communicate with that if the bottom centers are a mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Totally. It's not going to happen. And so that sense of discovery, that sense of working with the third eye and sitting in a place where we cultivate an openness so we can be a vessel to receive messages and to process them in a way that is not, you know, that is as true as possible. Um, that's a gift. And I want to say, you know, for me, at least in my life, it's moments where that is open. I I can, I know when it happens, and I also know where, where the work needs to go before I can experience that. So right now in my life, I'm not in a place where I'm receiving a lot. I'm in a place where I'm rebuilding mm -hmm. and reorganizing my lower energy centers. Whereas other times in my life, I was just really channeling, which is different, and yeah. that's. At first, it's a little jarring for me because I made such a an important part of my life around that work. And to realize that you have to land and turn around and work on yourself in order to be able to do it again and do it better is a very humbling experience. But I think it, I think it just makes us human. It makes us relatable. And it, it's, it's just how it is for everybody. Yeah, totally. Um, so that's your crash course in all seven. Yeah. Uh, anyone that's listening to the listeners, you can read your own chakras or use your own intuition. It may not always be 100% accurate, but I think it's a good place to start is for people to kind of either journal or think about your relationship with each one of these. So if you go back and replay it and like, huh, what is my relationship with groundedness? What is my relation? What is my understanding of how I interact with others or my relationship with money? Like, you can do some of this through self-reflection. Yeah. And I think it can be powerful. And it could be very good for journaling prompts too. If you journal once a week, you got seven weeks right there. You pick one a week and you reflect on that. And it's just a different tool to work with yourself. Yeah. And I was speaking to a friend today who, you know, it, 
is experiencing a difficult situation and feeling like there's a lack of tools. And what we do on this podcast is try to give you everything that we have so that you have so many ideas of what you can do to get in touch with yourself, to to work on yourself, if that's something that's of interest to you. Yeah. And there's so much psychology behind it. So you're able to, and know that your, your, the relationship with your chakras will change over time. So sometimes you Mm -hmm. may find that one is underactive or overactive. Sometimes if you're lucky, they're balanced, Uh, but it will change throughout your life. I know one person and that's Alyssa. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure she's an angel. And not all seven are probably going to be balanced at once. I should point that out. But there will be some times where you feel, you know, more are balanced than not. Yeah. You know, or one is is you have a really good connection. Like for a long, long time, my throat chakra was clogged early on in my career, as well as my third chakra, my power center. But then I worked on it and it it cleared up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, then the question becomes, well, what do you do with this information? Well, it's pretty valuable. And I think this is some of the concepts we've been talking about, like body as a house, um, the koshas any of this, you get to choose what to do with it. Meaning like you feel that something's underactive or overactive, how you get to change change your life around that? How you get to make right. different decisions? Um, and if you can't make some different decisions behaviorally about it, then we have alternative methods, right? That maybe you're not a super what's the word I'm looking for? Because I, I want to think about the esoteric forms of how you can charge and clear your chakras, but it's it. Well, maybe you have an understanding, but you don't have a way to get yourself going. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Perfect. I don't know so, what the word is, but that's what I'm, you're hearing us and some of this relate to you and you're like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's almost like your keys in the engine, but you can't turn the key. Mm-hmm. Get your car where you need to go. Right. So some of the stuff that you can do to help, um, energy healing is very, very powerful. Reiki is a mean of energy healing. You can find me. I do distant healing. I'm easy to find. So you can get in touch with me and we can set you up. Um, Sound healing is another great way to adjust, to calibrate it, it is a little different because in Reiki, I mean, the way that I proceed, I will tell you some yeah. Reiki practitioner won't say anything. So just find someone that's right for you. And other things that you guys might already be aware of is crystal oils, colors, um, and different things like that. And and this could be as simple as Googling. I used to have the seven chakra crystals. And yeah. for about a year on my night or my dresser in the morning, I'd kind of hover over them and go like, which chakra nice needs a little bit today? And I would carry it in my pocket as a touchstone. And that's why I love crystals is it can just be a reinforcement. Even if yes. you're not into the vibration power or any of that, there's psychology behind it. Yeah. And the same thing with oils and different and and bringing the color of the chakra to your forefront, it makes you think about it a little bit more, which in turn will create change. Um, and I also do chakra therapy, which is totally different than regular therapy. Mm-hmm. So I usually have yoga teachers that request this, and I'm working with a few right now. So it's not traditional psychotherapy, 
it's a psychotherapy assessment, but based in your chakras. Mm-hmm. And then we do tons of different modalities to clear them out. So we do talk therapy, we do chanting, we do mantra, meditations, goddesses and, and, and the deities, some stuff oh, around. Fun. And then some energy healing. So I've been doing a little bit of Reiki stuff with that as well. So it's a really mixed medium. Mm-hmm. And people seem to enjoy it because it's pretty straightforward. You're not in therapy forever. You're right. like working on whatever ones are blocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love, and it's been a lot of fun. I'm not taking anybody new right now because it's a lot um, until they clear out. I have a few people. Nice. Yeah. One thing that I want to point out before we uh, let you guys go is that if you start to take a deep dive or if you get a book, or if you go online, you'll be like, why are there 20 million other chakras that we didn't talk about? There's a lot more to this. There is a lot, a lot to the subtle body, to this whole energy world. And it's, if you're asking me, I think it's fascinating. I love to learn about all that stuff. But what we're offering you is our interpretation of a very basic entry level map where you can look at yourself and say, okay, I am my physical body, but there's also another layer of me that I can explore using these centers and things that I can consider around each and every one of them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And and there will be like, if you Google it, 21 chakras, eight chakras. (laughs) Twelfth chakra is the bottoms of your feet and yes. the hands and then the ones around you. So yeah, just you know, start with something that you can digest, mm-hmm. become very familiar with that, then move on is what I recommend for most things. Yeah. Any parting words? Um, no, I think you know, this is one of my favorite topics for a long time. I love the chakra system in many different ways. So I'm glad that we could at least bring a little intro to it. Yes. And not to give it all away at once, but if you're curious about the chakras, Jared and I will have a little offering for you that will allow you to dive a little deeper into the world of the chakras. So stay tuned for that. Hmm. Uh-huh. Stay and tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Uh little disclaimer, we are taking a short hiatus. We will be off for two weeks. So I am going to New York to take a training. We are taking a short pause to bring you some really, really sweet episodes to end season two. And yeah, that's giving you new time to catch up as well on the episodes that you might have missed. Don't miss us too much. Don't miss us too much. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.